Good morning. It's your Best Life Preacher Vaughn at Best Life Podcast. Good morning to you. Today is March the 19th. Uh, it's about 2 a.m. Good morning. On yesterday, we produced a podcast and we entitled it Don't Panic. It's just a reset button. Now, Interesting enough, um, what is a reset button? Like I said, this economy that we're going through and the frustration and worry and uh, people are really panicking. And it's really, uh, it's sad. I have a lot of compassion, as I said yesterday. And... um, But it's a lot of uncertainties. And I also mentioned that your foundation of what you believe will always be illuminated during times of trouble. So what you believe in, your belief system, your foundation of truth, uh, during the time of trouble will never have to be searched for it will always be illuminated by your actions. Now this reset button I talk about basically is the reset or reconnecting your relationship with God. Second Timothy 1 7 says, for God had not given us, has not given us the spirit of fear. So I also ask the question, if God didn't give us the spirit of fear, where did this fear come from? Well, it came from the devil. Well, many times that's true. Because it creates a, an illusion. We talked about false evidence appearing real, which is an acronym of fear. And the Bible said that Satan goes around as a rowing lion. He's really not a lion. He's just imitating a lion. So this fear comes from somewhere. This fear comes from a foundation of your truth. So if your truth is compromised by any way, then you begin to be fearful. You begin to be confrontational. You begin to be disgruntled, uh, even judgmental when something comes against your truth. That's how fear is set in. So we also said John 17 and 17 says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Now, the sanctification defined as separate or being separate or being set apart. That's the definition of sanctification or sanctify, to be set apart. So we can look at the scripture in John 17, 17, be set apart through the truth. 
Thy word is truth, meaning the word of God is a solid foundation, is an absolute truth. An absolute can never be denied. It's true. It's a true or a fact that they call Jesus a Beelzebub. That is a true. That is a proven fact. But the truth is, he's the Savior. He's the Lord of Lords. So during this time of panic, what is your foundation of truth that's causing fear? Is it the restaurant? Is it shopping? Is it clothes? Is it cars? Is it money? Or perhaps, is it bars? The bars are closing. Money's getting slow. Can't buy clothes. Can't shop. Can't go to restaurants. Oh, preacher, come on, man. Be, be for real. No, no. Only you know what your foundation of truth is. And if that truth is compromised, the foundation of what you believe will always be illuminated during times of trouble. So 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 said, For God has not given you a spirit of fear, so if you are walking around fearful, God did not give you that. That came from a pre-existing belief system that may have been in place and you not even know it. Yeah, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But God say he come to bring you life. I come that you may have life. Jesus says, I come that you may have life and life more abundant. Woo! Thank you. Is that what you really believe? Or is that what you have have established to memory. Because in a time like this, John 10.10 should be more alive than ever. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus says, but I come that you may have life and life more abundantly. I'm chilling. Well, how can you chill? Oh, that's just ignorant. No, because the scripture tells me, children, I would not have you ignorant of Satan devices. So whatever device that's keeping you from the real truth, God wants to expose those. So what did God give us? He gave us power, love, and a sound mind. Now we talked about God give us power, love, and a sound mind, and not a soulish mind or a carnal mind. And we define soul 
as your mind, your will, your emotion, your intellect, and your imagination. And we said anytime fear shows up, those five areas many times will expose that fear. Your mind, Lord, I don't know what we're going to do. Your will, your emotion, your intellect, your imagination, we're going down the tubes. Because most of what you believe in your soul arena are governed by natural senses. Second Corinthians 4 and 18 says, for what is seen in the natural is temporary. It's subject to change. It has the ability to change. And if you look at it long enough, it will change. Just look at the world. But what is unseen is eternal. Because we do not look for the things that can be seen. A lot of people are looking at the things which are seen. And when the things you see change, frustration and worry set in. For things that can be seen is only temporary. But things that cannot be seen is eternal and long-lasting. I looked at the TV the other day, and uh, actually I think it was Facebook. One of, the, uh, one of my Facebook friends had posted that someone bolted in a mall Bomb rushed them all, grabbed a handful of clothes, sprinted out that joker full speed. Now that's dumb. Not to them. Because what they see is a foundation of truth that's changing, and they have to change that truth by stealing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because what they're hoping by stealing the clothes, they can go out and sell them and get the resources and change the narrative. Because after all, their soul is telling them and their mind and their will and their emotion, their intellect and their imagination is telling you, we ain't going to make it. Many times, most people have grown accustomed to abundance, self-gratification, or self-gratification in their own soul interest. And when those things are compromised, frustration and worry will set in. The prodigal son, when a famine hit, he came to his senses. People of God, the famine is here. The famine been here. 
Now we got to come to our senses. The Bible said, if people that are called by my name, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves, pray, here's the prerequisite for a turnaround. You got to pray, seek my face, turn from your wicked ways, and I'll hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land and my eyes will be open to their request. See, God is such an awesome God. God is saying, you know what? Run your program. When your program give out, come on, let's rap and talk about it. <laughs> That's the code. Listen, when your program bottom out, I'm yet going to give you some grace. See the red bottoms? Where you going with the red bottoms? Louis Vuitton? Where you, where you going with Louis Vuitton? Cadillac? Where you going with that? Paul said, in all the things that I have gotten, that I should lift up myself or be esteemed, I consider all those things as dumb. Maybe it's time to plant a garden. You, you know, uh, during this time, maybe we've been so accustomed to plenty that, uh, man, we, we even lost track how to save money and how to put back. Could, oh, I'll just get some more hours next week. I'll work overtime. Just spoil, flat out spoil. I think I was hearing my pastor say about a about a year or so ago, maybe about, maybe about six months, maybe six months, not a year. He said, if you make $40,000 combined in a household, you're in the 1% of the world as it relates to riches. You're in the top tier. If you make $40,000 combined, husband, wife, you're in the 1%. Man, I remember uh, back in, I guess I was about 22. And I said, Lord, if I can make $40,000, I think I've arrived. And that was, I'm 48 years ago, 48 years old. So that was 26 years ago. And that $40,000 still stand whole strong today? So you can't let this happen to you. You can't let this economy take you down. You can't let uh, this virus take you down. You can't let uh, this changing of, of, of economic structure structure take you down you got to trust god but you got a role to play john 14 and 14 says let not your heart be troubled if you believe in god believe also in me 
Now we take this scripture and, and we walk down with the family many times in a funeral in our culture. We use the scripture uh, uh, many times when we're walking in uh, with the procession with the family. We'll use the scripture. And uh, but but the interesting thing about the scripture it says, "Let not your heart be troubled." See, during difficult times, you got a role to play. Either I'm a roll and agree with this turmoil and distraction and dysfunction and famine and plague. Either I'm gonna let my heart trouble or I'm not gonna let my heart trouble. I got a I got a choice in the matter. So let not your heart be troubled in this time of pandemic. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many provisions. If it were not so, I wouldn't have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. I used to go to Liberty Baptist Church in Point Blank, Texas. And I used to see Mother Bessie. Uh, she used to jump up and say, I'm just a pilgrim going through this barren land. This is not my home. I get so tickled. I mean, I get so tickled I couldn't even. I tell you what, you get something tickled in, the, in your head at church. Bro, everything in you about to bust. You find something really tickle you in church? Ain't no, ain't no, <laughs> ain't no comedian in this world can make you laugh when you get something trapped in your head in church that's funny. Man, that's funny. I mean, you just, it's not funny. It's not as near as funny when you get in the car. But whatever you were about to bust out in church, it's funny. But when she said that, that was really, man, that tickled me to the heels. But now understand. The scripture says, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you it wasn't so. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. See, I know God and I know Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. So me being in Christ, I'm seated in Christ. And I'm an heir. So wherever Christ is, I am also. So during crisis, how did Christ respond? I see the first crisis. There's a shortage of wine. Mama come over there and rap with him. She, she says, not my time right now. Listen, you you take care of this right quick, will you? Listen, boys, whatever you say, do it. Are, are, are we functioning? Are, are we operating just like Christ would operate during a time of famine or crisis? 
I see another situation come up. They finna take Jesus in. He's been praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Crisis is right on the hill. Paul said, oh, I ain't going to go for this mess. Oh, that's a bull cone here. Oh, hey, 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 hold it. He takes the sword out, cut the ear. Jesus said, oh, come on, Peter. There ain't time for that, man. Come on. You're going to live by that thing. You're going to die by that thing. Man, was this cat talking like this? That's Jesus responding in crisis. I see another situation. Jesus on the cross. They talking trash. They shooting the spear in the side. Cash money. Jesus looked down at them boys. Boy, Father, forgive me. These cats have zero clues of what they do. Every crisis. No, you upset about toilet tissue. You about to jump out the window over toilet tissue. And a virus that I'm not making light of. But you about to jump out the window as a child of God over toilet tissue. And we have an heir and we are heirs in Christ Jesus. The words say, greater will you do. And we just see this cat turn water to wine put an ear back on a pagan god and look down on some boys that shoot them with spear and feed them vinegar and tell God, forget these cats because they know not what they do. You upset over Roman noodles. Some of the homies would say, you tripping right now. And not only that, Jesus is on the cross still doing kingdom work. Bart on one side of him say, hey man, you the son of man, throw us down, get out, save us, save yourself, and let's ride. The other boy say, hey man, you talking foolish, listen. I don't know what that boy over there talking about, but what I've done, I pose to be up here. You don't pose to be up here. Me and this other cat on the other side of you, we pose to be on this cross. Not you, Jesus. Jesus looked at that boy with a grin on his face. I could imagine that's not scriptural. At least I hadn't found that, that Jesus looked at him and grinned. But Jesus' response was, this day you'll be with me in paradise. Man, that's, man this dude doing kingdom work in a crisis. Jesus should have been up there whole, catching his breath. That's what he should. If anything, he should have been trying to heave up and get them long straight. No! Jesus taking care of business in a crisis situation. Get your relationship right with God. Get good people around you. This is not a game. Reset your life. Get an elder. Find someone that's living their life according to the word of God. Who, who walk hadn't changed? Look at people around you because, like I said, during difficult times, the foundation of what you believe will always be illuminated. Look around your circle, look around your elders, and look around your people and see who disposition hadn't changed during this time. 
that's the cat to roll with. If that disposition in the in the heyday was trust God, and now all the chips is down, and they yet talking about trust God with the same perfect skin, with the same smile, with the same gleam in their eyes, you might want to follow them. Let not your heart be troubled. Reset to God. This is your best life preacher. Best life preacher Vaughn. And remember like we always say. Church on the move. Good morning.